0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: We're in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Get your rocket mortgage on, son. CBS Sports Radio's toll free line, 855 212 4 cbs Brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. They're showing a commercial right now for Montana skiing. And I have to say uh, that I give uh, Big Sky Montana five stars out of five. I have skied there. It's awesome. What a great place that is to ski. Big Sky. Love it there. Cool place. Uh, anyway, uh, one other thing. Uh, Mafia, the ballers tonight, winners by eight. I know that uh, you got involved tonight. You were playing on the team tonight as the Foz.
2: Yeah, I played a little bit tonight. Not too good of a showing for me, but uh, you know, I did my thing.
1: So uh, how did you think we did overall? We won the game. I think we're sloppy. Sloppy?
2: I think, uh, Yeah, it was sloppy. A lot of bad passes going out of bounds. Some missed shots, but we got it done. That's what matters most, right? We won. We kept our cool when the other team was, you know, really breaking down and losing it over the refs. I mean, we didn't like the rest calls either. I was yelling at him. You were yelling at him, But we didn't let it get us teed up or thrown out. Yeah, I never
1: got even close to a tee. I just – I didn't do anything wrong in that game. I was yelling at the guy that was freaking out. I was telling him to shut up. I was like, dude, just stop already. He was having a meltdown. This guy got just absolutely freaked out and just started screaming and yelling and throwing a temper tantrum and saying he was quitting and everything no one cares, man. People are like, see you later. you going to quit? Bye. Take your ball. Go home, little little boy. Is there anything worse? Like, whatever. We already know, Mafia, every night when we go in there that the refs suck. We already know that we're going to get Especially a crap. Especially
2: the one that that was, you know. It's automatic. He races there tonight. Every night, every time I see him, once I went for the tip, I saw he was there. I'm like, oh, man. It gonna it's
1: automatic. It's just automatic that it's going to be bad.
2: Somehow no, he always seems to make, like, the most terrible out-of-bounds call when I'm involved. Right. Every game that he rushed somehow,
1: that call was it so goes bad. off of me
2: when it's obvious. But how ends. does the other
1: guy not help him? How do you not, like, at least last week, were you there? Like, she, she reversed a call. She knew it was wrong, and she said, no, you got it wrong. It was, it was the other way. This guy, that was so bad, that call. I, Sorry, I, I looked at the other guy. I'm like, how can you sit there and be his, uh, you know, colleague and work the game with him and not reverse the call? How do you see that? You know that it was wrong, and you don't tell him it's it's wrong. you got to change. In the NBA or college basketball, if a guy gets a call run, they will reverse it when one of their, you know, colleagues calls him out on it and just says, you got it wrong. He tipped it out.
2: I mean, that- this is the guy that will make, like, calls completely, you know, from half court, but, like, the most incredible confidence you've ever seen of anybody from 50 feet away, and then can't get it right when it's right in front of him. Right, it's tough. I mean, he calls from half-court suck too, but even when he's right in front of him, he can't see what's going on.
1: I got my arm hacked off tonight in that game going for that uh, offensive board and, and follow layup, and uh, I got nothing. Even the guy that hacked me winked at me. He's like, I got you. I mean, bro, like broke my arm.
2: They just assume what's going to happen, like the one where they threw it to me, and I drove down the lane, and the guy stepped in. He wasn't stationary. He was moving, and I purposely avoided the contacts. I knew they'd call me for, you know, a charge, and still they blow the whistle. They even still they called you for it. it. terrible flop obvious flop and they still called it
1: anyway we won and we've beaten them twice now so we've locked in this uh seed we're the number two seed no matter what the top seed is uh unbeatable so we're the only team that can even remotely try to give them a game so we'll see what happens uh here we go oh one other thing um Ohio State's Chase Young the verdict is in Carver High and it appears that he'll be back just in time for Penn State and just Michigan. Just in
0: time. You know what? We'll just, he'll be out for the Maryland and the Rutgers games. That's okay. What a joke. Now, now to be fair, I didn't think he should have been suspended at all. Okay? I, I didn't think he should have been. Whatever the deal was, um, get, uh, borrowed money to get his girlfriend to go to the Rose Bowl, pays the money back. Uh, that That's a little bit different than the stories of, hey, you know, Here's 20K under the table to come play uh, defensive end for us. A little bit different, a little gray area here. But still, it just so happens that they make the suspension, so he misses the two. And listen, Ohio State's going to kill those two teams, whether he's playing or not, Maryland and and Rutgers. But he misses those two games. But Penn State and Michigan, get him right back in there. Get (laughs) Get him right back in. That's
1: all that matters.
0: Yeah, and is it just as, yeah, he shouldn't have been suspended. Do you think Young will
1: be the top draft pick in the
0: NFL? I think he'll go in the top five. I think it's going to depend on, you know, how these things go. The teams that need the quarterbacks. You think he'll pay for
1: his uh, girlfriend to go to the draft? (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know how it'll go. The teams that need the quarterbacks are going to Where's the draft this year in Vegas? Yeah. What a
1: scene that'll be.
0: Man, that's going to be.
1: I'm looking forward to doing the show that night at midnight. (laughs) Another in the long lineage of bad decisions around here. (laughs) I need to tell you. Come in at midnight and do two hours. Yeah, I should take that night off right now. I should just start planning ahead.
0: Hey, you know how you always want me to give you days early in advance? Here here you go.
1: Here's a day I will not work with your stupid draft decisions. Anyway, whatever. What you really should
0: do is have us do the draft in Vegas. Do the show in Vegas for the draft.
1: Now you're thinking, driver right? high. That's a great idea. I could maybe make that happen. But where are they going to have that draft? At the D? <laughs> maybe down at the event center. Wonder where they're going to have it. Fremont Street. <laughs> I wonder where the draft would be. Oh, at the new uh, at the new Raider Stadium. It's got to be somewhere, like some big theater or something.
0: It'll be on the Strip. Oh, really? On the on the Las Vegas Strip they're doing
1: it. Really? That's crazy.
0: I'm sure there'll be more details as of what parts Where do you think they'll do it? Right, right down
1: there by the uh It'll probably be MGM. In, the, in the
0: south end by where the stadium is going to be, I would guess. You know, just probably in that Mandalay Bay area right. down there in the bottom where the stadium is being built. Because it's going to be hard. You cannot close off. The main heart of the strip for seven, eight, nine hours. You just, you just can't well, they're
1: obviously there. doing something like that. But,
0: but the southern part, south of Mandalay Bay, you could probably do it. Right. I'm interested, yeah, to, to see what they're, uh, what they plan on doing. That's going to be a lot of people think uh,
1: he'll be the number one draft pick. Can you imagine that guy gets number one?
0: I think if a team that already has a quarterback, because look at the two teams in New York that suck, the Jets and the Giants, they both. Believe they have quarterbacks, right? What do they both need? They need game wreckers at defensive end. If the Jets or the Giants somehow got the first pick in the draft, I think they would take them or trade back to to a team that is going to want Tua or Burrows or, or one of those guys. Because Burrows is shot into the top five now too.
1: Burrows is the man at uh, quarterback, uh, way ahead of every everyone else, right? I mean, he's ahead of Tua and Justin Herbert for sure, right? Without a doubt.
2: He is. I mean, he's redefined quarterback at LSU is, you know, for the last, what, 20, 30 years. I and mean, the last one they had was there was LaMarcus, uh, Jamarcus Russell, and he turned out to be a big flop. But other than that, like LSU is just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. It doesn't even matter if you have a quarterback. He's just there to hand off, and he's just flinging the ball everywhere.
1: Right. So what did you think of the um, – anyway, th- these are some of the teams, just so we can go through this, uh, in terms of – who's going to go. The Lions will send reps to the, uh, Colin workout. The Falcons will also have someone at the workout. Denver. Not sure if they're sending someone, which makes no sense. The Texans won't even comment on it. Uh, the bears are not sure if they'll send a rep. They need to with their crappy quarterback. Frank Reich says the team hasn't made a decision. John Harbaugh says he does not know if the team will uh, have a rep. Jason Garrett says he's not tuned in on it. And Belichick said, ask Nick Casario. It sounds like a lot of these teams aren't interested at all in this whole PR stunt.
2: Well, if you have a situation where you have a quarterback, you feel good about him, he's your you know, guy for at least the next couple of years, if not the rest of the, you know 10 years down the line. Why whatever, would you send You're not going to send somebody because you're not signing this guy to be a backup. You're only going to sign him if you think there's a chance that he could start for you and play you know major time because he's not worth a headache if he's just sitting on the bench.
1: I mean, the Giants and Jets uh, should send me to Atlanta to cover it, since I know Atlanta so well and all the strip clubs and bars and drug dealers. Are are we on the air? Anyway, uh, I lived there three times. I could have a good time at that event, I guess, maybe. You know, I got to tell you one thing about Atlanta that I I think is uh, the best thing going down there right now without a doubt. You know what that is? Trey Young. How about the Blackhawks score again on Vegas? They're going to beat them tonight. How about this? Flurry just get it. He's leaking like a sieve. Have you noticed that he's going down this year? That it's not working. Have you noticed that they've been struggling at goal? They've been having problems lately. Reality setting in with the Vegas Golden Knights. They're no longer, uh, you know, dominating games at all. I know they lead the league in first period goals, but that doesn't win games. Yeah,
0: they're they're definitely. In a slump right now, but there's a long way to go.
1: True enough, but if they don't get flurry right, they're not going to win anything.
0: They didn't play great the first couple months of the season last year either. And they got hot in the second half.
1: But listen, this team they're playing tonight sucks.
0: Yeah, they're a bad team.
1: And they're kicking their ass. You have to admit. So anyway, the guy that uh, I'm talking about, Trey Young, is there anything more exciting in Atlanta right now than this guy? This guy is absolutely filling it up like no other. He's pouring in 30 a night every night, 30 and 10 dimes, easy. The guy is spectacular. Have you seen this guy shooting these bomb threes that he makes? There's no one in the league. I don't even think Harden has his range. This guy shoots 40-footers like they're layups. He does. He chucks from half court, and he makes them.
2: All yeah, head. there's at least, like, two or three times a game where he takes them. And you're like, ooh, that's a bad shot. Oh, it went in. Okay, never mind.
1: All I mean, this guy buries threes like no other. Is he not the best, most exciting shooter in the league? Who's better? Harden is the only guy that I know that shoots that way, that can, you know, shoot from anywhere and make it.
2: Right, but even he still does a lot of, you know, driving to the basket. I think Trey Young, that he'll drive, but he's not nearly as much of his game he lots of outside shots when they drafted him and they trade, made that trade you know i questioned it. i didn't know what kind of nba player he was going to be between the size and how he kind of tapered off at the end of oklahoma but i mean this kid's been great these two years he and he got so much better from last year to this year And when collins went down you thought oh man that's going to really put them on the eight ball like this kid's on his own now he's screwed but he's carrying that team
1: he had his second career 40.10 dime game uh, the other night and uh what was it in denver the only other players in NBA history with multiple such games before turning 22 years old are LeBron James and Michael Jordan. That's some lofty company there, uh, Mafia.
2: He's playing great. I mean, he's worth the price of admission down there. There isn't much else, you know, to, to watch as far as a the team. They're still building and redoing from what they were a couple of years ago, but he's making it worth it.
1: Uh, Anthony in South Carolina, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Fred, can I get an ice cold beer? Can we get him a cold, freshy Shake out. Ooh. There you go, hey
2: man. I laid uh, laid two hundred on Clemson to cover that thirty two and a half last week. Paid off big time, so I went ahead and turned a hundred for uh, Wake Forest this week. You're giving up thirty four. What do you think about that one?
1: Yeah, I don't uh, actually think that Clemson will cover the number this week. I think Wake will give them a game. I don't think they're going to beat them by forty. I, I you know Wake Wake Forest scores too much, and they are a good football team. They've had a great season, and you cannot tell me. That they're getting blown out by anybody. They're they're good. So uh, their coach is being sought after, and he's a hot commodity. I think they have a shot to be in the game. I, I actually think it's going to be a great game. It's not going to be a thirty-two point blowout. I'm not buying Clemson this week. Clemson wins barely.
2: Think so. Well, you know, I thought the same thing until I read that Wake had lost their top two receivers. Both of them out for the season.
1: Last well, week. I mean, obviously, that hurts them. So, uh, somebody else has to step up and make plays. So, we'll see if that kills them. Or, you know, every time, you know, every time a guy gets injured, everybody runs from a bet. And they just complete, like the Lions. I, I get it. that You know, Stafford's not playing the day of, an hour before the game, you run from the bet. I get that. But, um, You know, I got to tell you, in college football, they you know, these teams are loaded with kids that they recruit and that they uh, give scholarships to. They can all play. I think, you know, next man up, let's go. I'm not buying that, you know, a receiver goes down and the whole team's crippled because of it. I just, I don't believe that. I think Clemson's way better than Wake. There's no doubt that they're better. But I think that, you know, frankly, that they won't take them seriously and that they'll go in there and handle their business and win the game. But I don't think they win big.
0: Yeah, I, am, uh, I think that Dabo sounded the alarm last week, and it started with NC State. Uh, he looked at everybody in the locker room, and he said, all right, guys, they don't think we're any good. Let's get going here. Pounded NC State. I think I will lay the 32 this week against Wake Forest. I think they will pound them, too, and they will run roughshod through the rest of this week ACC all the way to the college football well, look, uh,
1: The thing uh, is is that uh, NC State sucks. I and, know. And
0: Wake Forest doesn't. Well, I, I still think what well, Clemson's a lot better than them, and – they are now going to start playing and they are going to pound them on saturday that's uh, just where i'm at i don't mind laying it
1: so i listen i they're 7 and 2 they're not the worst team in the world and they score they score uh they've scored 321 points they're not clemson i'll give you that but they are uh you know all things being equal uh they've done a really nice job they're sitting in second in that atlantic and uh they have been you know in my view Really, uh, besides maybe Virginia, I'll give you Virginia a little bit. I'm not giving you Pitt or Miami. Uh, I like the fact that Miami's turned it around and they're you know they've won six games. I like that. Virginia Tech has two. Virginia's won seven. I think Clemson, Wake, and Virginia are really uh, the only you know good teams in the the whole conference. And I think decent teams would be uh Va Tech. A pit and Miami, that that's just decent. Everybody else to me is uh, fair to Midland average at best. Eight five five two one two four CBS to get on the bench, pick it up, dial it and dance. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, eight five five two one two four CBS. I saw a Caldwell Pope go down uh, and leave the game with a. It looked like a. Uh, <laughs> to me, it looked like an Achilles because he didn't. He landed funny on a, like a dunk, and then he, he landed funny, and, and he didn't roll his ankle, he never rolled it, he, he, I saw it, he landed normal, and then he just went down in a heap, I think that he tore his Achilles, he looked to me like he, you know, he was in bad, you know, writhing pain, and he, he looked to me like, you know, the way he limped off, that, you know, originally I thought it was an ankle, but to me, the more I look at it, he never rolled it at all. He just landed funny. And, and what does that usually mean? He just landed normal and and something popped and he was injured immediately. He went down in a heap. I think it's his Achilles. We'll see later what the uh, verdict is on Caldwell Pope of the Lakers. <laughs> They're blowing out the Warriors right now. And uh, Carver High uh, brought up a good point earlier that the Warriors are on national television a lot. Because they're the warriors, and you know this is when they had Curry and Green and and D'Lo, and everything was fine. Now they have no Curry. That's a done deal till the spring. And and now they have literally no hope in every game they play. I mean, they're a dog in every game they play. They suck. they they really are bad. Like I'm watching them right now, just getting their ass tarred and feathered, and the Lakers are humiliating them. And I'm watching this. And then next week, I, I looked at, like, you know, they're on national television against uh, Dallas next week, and I'm just sitting here thinking, I don't even know when it is. Maybe it's maybe it's Friday. They're
0: on a ton. They're on a ton. they, they should,
1: scheduled this months ago. But they should reschedule it. Yeah, they should they, change not, the games. I don't
0: know what the – Flex it. Change know, it. I don't know what kind of – I think later in the year they have some flexibility to do things like that. But in uh, October, November, December, January, I, I don't, whatever you get, you get as far as ESPN and TNT games. Uh, and is TNT that right? Is they can't, really they,
1: you, you mean to tell me that if they have a slate of eight or ten games a night, they can't just go to a different game?
0: I'm not sure how it works. Uh, especially early in the year, they can't do that. I know that. But they're going to pay for it. They're paying for it with all the Pelican games that they put on national TV early in the year. With no Zion, and they're paying for now it with look, the Warriors. I know that
1: Pascal's a good player, the kid out of Nova, right? I know he's a good player. The guy had a great college career; he was really good. But I got to tell you, he looks like a complete fat ass to me in the NBA, playing with the Warriors. Have you seen this guy? Maybe he's just big, but he looks like a he looks like a linebacker playing basketball. Have you seen this guy number seven? Look at him; he looks fat to me. He's a big boy. I mean, he just does not look like he's in shape to me. But he's play; he plays tons. They put him out there a lot because they have nothing else. That's the bottom line. And now the Lakers have turned into the Kyle Kuzma show, right? That's what that is. Yeah. Anyway, I could be wrong about uh, Pascal, like his body. I know for a fact, I mean, I'm sitting here watching him play right now, and I think... He looks big to me. I mean, I don't know. Do you think he looks fat? I think he does. It's one nineteen ninety two 1992 Lakers. They're killing him. All right, Mafia. Richard in Myrtle Beach. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, love your show. Listen to you every night, buddy. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Got a question. for I've been a Redskins fan for 50 years. I'm embarrassed to say right now. We really stink. I just hope Haskins can make it the rest of the year without getting hurt. But I think Kaepernick would be a good fit with the Redskins. What do you think? Uh, Like I said, the Redskins, the Broncos, uh, no, I don't think the Redskins will sign him based on they believe that they're fine at quarterback with, you know, what they have. And they're going with Haskins, and I'm sure they're not going at it like, well – we hope he doesn't get injured. They're just going at it that he's playing every week and he's going to be the starter, and, and let's see what he does and if he develops, and if he does anything exciting and decent, that's what they're looking for. I don't think right now they're in the uh, market for an experiment with uh, Colin Kaepernick because they've already got – do they not have McCoy and all these other guys? And uh, who else? Case Keenum? Yeah, but – How many the, quarterbacks the can thing, you have? The
0: main thing is, is that they have Dwayne Haskins, okay? You just drafted a guy in the first round. That's the kind of team that you don't want to bring Colin Kaepernick to, because you want to be able to play your young quarterback. That that's what you you drafted him for. Right. And if you're a young quarterback and you bring Colin Kaepernick in, we know that people are going to clamor for him to play, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on your young quarterback. I mean, Case Keenum and Colt McCoy, whatever you know, we know what they are. We know what they're going to do. Um. I think I think Colin Kaepernick
1: can be every bit the player that those two are.
0: Oh, I I think he could be better than those two are. Yeah, but if he's good enough, what if he what if he starts playing and he's great, and then you've drafted this kid in the first and round? You're never playing you again. Do with him? Yeah. So it's a slippery slope to, if you're a team that has a. Young quarterback that's been in the league for three years or less. What what are you doing? There's
1: no was, doubt.
2: Uh, Washington also doesn't know who their coach is going to be. You know, that has got a guy who's got to say on it who's going to what system he's going to put in. If this guy fits for that system, and maybe they're just going to promote the OC like there's you know the rumors about this guy's in the next great coach or whatever. But we don't know that for now, and they don't know possibly know that right now, so they might not know if that's the kind of guy they want.
0: You let's all, let's also be fair with one more thing here. Even if somebody showed up there on Saturday right. and actually thought he was in great shape and he looks good, and he's throwing the ball. It is weak. Ten, I'm sorry, week eleven already of the NFL season.
1: Season's how, over.
0: How, the season is almost over. He's not playing this year. Somebody might think he looks good, or might want to sign him, or do this is for next he year. He is not going to play. This is for training camp season, invite. You're you're mid November already. There's there's not. He's not coming into a situation and playing. In By teams.
1: the way, Eric Reed, uh, former teammate and friend of Kaepernick's. Um, He's saying that he spoke with David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, and that Tepper told him, you know, if they're looking to add a vet, that Kaepernick would be evaluated. And uh, Reed said, I told him I'd hold him to that. Uh, The Panthers showed no interest in uh, Kaepernick back in the day. Reed said, we'll see if they'll send somebody to this weekend's workout. And um, I get how Reed is trying to stand up for his friend to be honest with you, that's that's fair. But he should just worry about, you know, being on the Panthers and, and worry about the game they got in front of him, right? I mean, honestly, why is he sticking his nose in the Kaepernick thing? Is he really, what is he, his babysitter? That's my buddy. That's my, that's my quarterback, man. I love you. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. I'm watching the Vegas assistant coaches yelling at their players on the bench. With, you know, 30 seconds left in the game, they're down two goals. This game's over. They're calling a timeout. It's not going to matter. They're not scoring two goals in 20 seconds. So uh, that'll be another loss. They're just not playing good hockey right now. I cannot believe they lost to this team at home. I really can't. I mean, listen, anytime you have Patrick Kane on the ice, you could win a game. I'll give you that. But they are not better than the Vegas Golden Knights, and they literally kicked their ass 5-3. I mean, they they just they beat them senseless tonight. They just went in there and beat their ass. That's what they did. Don't forget, everybody's catching on. Everybody's doing it. Pharrellonthebench.com is taking over. Best cipher picks, top-shelf results, killer price, unequal football snacks. 63% bets hit in college football last week. 60% of my top 10 spreads hit. And pros, uh, five of the last 10 weeks, so there's been 10 weeks, five of the weeks, I've been in the 70s, 79, 77, 71 twice, and 70% winners. Those are documented bets that covered. You got to sign up for com. You get it all every day. Sign up. Hide the money from your wife. So Cam Newton rumors are all over the place, and the Panthers quarterback allegedly would welcome a potential trade to the uh, Bears, if that's true. Could you see him, Carver High, going to the Chicago Bears and replacing Trubisky, who's been pathetic?
0: Would be a very big move for them, that's for sure. Bringing Cam in, basically saying we're done with Trubisky after, what, three years? Right. Are they a better team next year with with Cam Newton instead of Mitchell Trubisky? Maybe next year. He's if got, he if he's healthy,
1: he's got 1300 yards, eight TDs, three interceptions through eight games for bears team. That's 27th in the league in scoring. I mean, somebody in Chicago is going to want his head to roll like all the fans, Trubisky. the media. Oh yeah. I don't know. They might still like him. The bears, the the organization might still like him, but the fans and media don't. And that makes a difference. The fans revolt on your quarterback. He's doomed.
0: It's true. And it's it's hard to revolt so fast. I mean, they won 12 games last year. Um, how quickly they I, forget. I, I, I get it. And they're what, 4-5 and five right now? Is, right. That how, is that what they are? Let's see how this season ends out. Man, you you spent a lot to go up there do you and think take they're it with going, the second overall pick. Do you think they're really going to go to
1: L.A. and beat the Rams?
0: Oh, I think that they could win that game Sunday night.
1: Really? Yeah, I do. So you think the Rams have fallen so
0: mightily. What's happened to the Rams this year when they've played good defenses? They lose. Yeah.
1: So you think the Bears will go to uh, L.A. and beat the Rams? You're taking the Bears to win the game outright.
0: I might, yeah. I think that I'm going.
1: Mafia, are you buying that, that the Bears can go beat the Rams? Now the Rams lose to the Steelers. Are going to turn around, go home, and lose another one?
2: It seems so hard to pick that because of how great the Rams were the last couple of years, but they just look terrible. Anytime they face anybody who could throw a little pressure on Jared Goff, and with the defense that they have in Chicago, I know I'm not trusting in Trubisky. I think it's going to be hard pressed for him to score points because he has not looked very good at all this year. I think he's regressing. You know, shows how much they miss Jordan Howard. They got rid of him pretty easy to Philly, and he's doing great there. And all this talk about Montgomery and what he was going to do in the running game this year has done nothing. They've completely had no running game. So it's been all in Trubisky, and he's failed miserably. But I think that the Bears' defense has done enough, and is scary enough that I can't trust Jared Goff right now. He's been pathetic anytime you get a little pressure on him.
1: So you think that because they're so far down in the division, behind San Francisco and Seattle, and that they have—I mean—they have no chance in the division. The division's over, and they really don't even have a chance at a wild card right now, if you ask me. Even though they do. But you're telling me that uh, because they're out of it, that they're going to mail it in and just throw it and season over? They're going to quit? No, that's
2: not what I'm saying at all. But I'm just saying that the Bears' defense is badass and Jared Goff isn't. And Todd Gurley has been a shell of himself. That offense has done very little this year. Anytime you get someone in his face, he doesn't know what to do. And that's what's going to happen on Sunday.
1: Listen, I'll give you this. The Bears' defense – And uh, the Bills have the, they have the two best defenses in the NFL, if you ask me, in terms of, you know, points allowed, the, you know, Bills are number one, and the Bears are number two. So, I'll give you that. The only reason the the Bears are in games at all is because of their defense. So, I'll give you that. Uh, I just have a hard time believing that they're going to fly out to California and beat the Rams. The Rams can't afford, like, another loss at all. And... You know, the Bears are four and five. They're finished. Their season's over. Right? You can't be four and five right now and think you're going anywhere. Right? After nine games going into week 10, you have absolutely, you're four and five, and you think you're going somewhere. You're going nowhere. You're going to hell.
0: And the NFC is so hard this year because there's so many good teams. You need to go on a run, and if you're going to go on a run, it's going to have to start Sunday in L.A.
1: The only team that can brag about being five and four are the Cowboys and Eagles because they're playing for the playing uh, for the e- NFC. Right, that, they're playing for it. the division. So you could be five and four in that division, and it doesn't matter. But when you're five and four, and you're you know, frankly, Carolina's five and four. I mean, how do they get a wild card at five and four? The Vikings are seven and three. They're not. You know, they're two games ahead of them.
0: You need somebody to and slip Seattle's up. Seattle's eight and two. They're going to get
1: it. The Bears have no chance. I'm if, not ready to I'm in.
0: not ready to put Minnesota. And I'm not giving in. Carolina much of a
1: chance either. Uh, but when, I'm not
0: ready to put Minnesota in yet. I know they're 6 I'm not ready to say they're in. Uh anything could happen here in these last. So they went to Dallas weeks.
1: and kicked their ass and you still aren't convinced
0: that they're a playoff team? I'm just saying I'm not ready to stamp them in like they're done, you know.
1: All right. Brandon in Oregon, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey, what up, y'all? It's your Boy hey. B
1: checking in from Springfield. Um, My man. Last time I called, last time I called in, man, I uh, had asked you for an update on the Ballers, and you broke the news to me that you were hanging it up this season, weren't gonna be able to play. Right. Um, so I was just calling back, uh, wondering what's the jersey number that you usually rock. Um, usually uh, well, I out. I have been playing, so uh, it you know things worked out so that I could you know Mafia and I are still playing, so for the time being, we're still playing. And um, I've been playing every week, and I, you know I've been doing well. I play. Uh, I wear number forty-two, like love. But um, I didn't pick the number based on uh, love at all, or anyone for that matter. I just remember the day I got it at the uh, at the gym. Uh, they, you know, they had a bunch of jerseys, and I, I just grabbed one, and I was like, "All right, uh, I need a two XL." And I'll take it. I just grabbed it. There, I saw 2XL. I grabbed it. It was number 42. I'm like, all right, cool. I can live with that. See, I've had the same jersey for eight years. So I, yeah. well, I, I'm a, I've been I'm playing. be
2: rocking 42 this year then. All
1: sure. right. Well, I like it. I mean, I have had no problems with it. Uh, I've been playing. And my team's, you know, solid again. Uh, we're literally, we're number two in the league. And we're number two in everything. Points, defense, rebounding, assists, scoring uh, you know, steals, block shots. We're literally number two in everything. There's only one team that is better than us and that's it. And so for the, you know, for the longest time for like six years now, straight, literally we've been either one or two in this league. And, uh, there's been some really good teams and we've been able to somehow, uh, maintain our level of, uh, winning and, We've been tough. Even when we're not great, we're still very tough to beat. So every night you play us, yeah, you got your hands full.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for the Ballers to bring home another championship for sure this season. Me but, too, uh, but my, it's going to be hard. My
1: last question real quick, and then I'll, I'll let you guys go, uh, was just my Blazers, man. We're off to a 4-8 and eight start. Haven't looked good. McCollum's been shooting terrible all season. Um,
0: I just I just want to get your guys' opinion. What do you guys think that the Blazers should do? Uh, get this thing turned around because that West is so tough, man. I right. feel like if you fall seven, eight games below five hundred, you're you're in too deep of a hole.
1: Yeah, I um I bet on Toronto tonight against them. I didn't have any faith in them at home, uh, even at the Moda. I you know I looked at it like this. I just think Toronto's a better team than the Blazers. You know, to me, the Blazers haven't gotten unglued yet with you know McCollum and and Dame being on the same page. When those two are clicking together and they're in sync and in concert together, I think they can beat anyone. And they got to get the big guy going in the middle. And I think that um, they haven't been able to do that yet. And then Collins got injured. They've had all kinds of problems. They have not been in sync yet, that's for sure. Uh, they're, I still think they're a good team. But, um, you know, so far... Uh, this season has not been good at all. They're four games under 500, like you said, and three games under 500 at the motor. They've only won. They've had five home games, and they've only won once. So, to me, uh, they're definitely not playing good basketball at all. And I know that uh, Rodney Hood had 25 for him tonight, but Van Vliet had 30 the other way for the Raptors. They beat him 114-106. The Lakers won that game 120-94 to over the Warriors, who definitely seldom come out to play. Yay! JaVale McGee led the Lakers with uh, 18 and 17 boards, two dimes. T-Wolves over the Spurs, 129-114. Andrew Wiggins had 30. Rockets, 102-93 over the Clippers. Harden had 47-6 and 7. Celtics by 7 over the Wizards. Kemba had 25-5 and 5. Ja Moran at the buzzer with a layup to beat the Hornets in Charlotte, 119-117. Ja Moran had 23 and 11 dimes. Magic win. They're struggling, but they're for All of their wins at home. One twelve ninety seven over the Sixers. Vucevic had twenty five and twelve. There you go. So I've been watching. Uh, it's you know they've had everything going on tonight in in college basketball. You name it, and there were some uh, top twenty five teams in action. Louisville a winner. Ninety one sixty two over Indiana State. Ohio State tripped up Nova in the Gavit, tip 76-51. Caleb Wesson had 10 and 11 boards for the Buckeyes. Texas Tech a winner over Houston Baptist. Big, and VCU slipped past LSU. I took LSU in two. They pushed. They lost 84-82 at VCU in Richmond. Marcus Santos Silva had 17 and 11 for the Rams. Skyler Mays, 23, for LSU in the loss. They have a long way to go with their basketball program compared to the football program these days. Down to the uh, Bayou in Baton Rouge. It's for all at a bench on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.